the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clicks Podcast, episode number, if you are listening to this, you already know what episode it is, it's in the title. We discuss the competitive HeroClix environment as well as, as well as any alternate formats that are currently relevant. I'm your host, Jay Solomon, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, who are both much better HeroClix than me. We have, obviously, Devin. Hello. And we have the, I guess, not the head of the Chicago mob now, but we have Paul Cote. Who plays second at the Chicago official Mafia World Championship? Uh, make the cut or you get cut. I think it's the full title of the event. <laughs> uh, and today we're discussing that event, which happened last weekend. Uh, it was pretty interesting, I think. So basically, I guess most of the episode is going to be you guys talking about your your rounds, your your games each round, and then. I guess we can generally talk about takeaways for the competitive environment, and then we have questions, and then that's it. So I guess yeah, we all participated oh. in some way, but Jay's round by round would be significantly less interesting. I didn't <laughs> even get that many questions. So yeah, you could uh, talk about the two questions you got per round. Try to remember those. I really, I really, really didn't. Paul and uh, I yeah, I guess you got you, Swiss game. I want to talk about your teams before we get into it. If that's a thing, or I could just yeah. read them off exactly because I have the sheets in front of me. So we have Devin, sure. who had X Men plus six. It's seven. Uh, I mistyped that on the build sheet. Oh well, that was an idiot. Okay, <laughs> plus seven. You had maps. You had, you picked a bunch of random maps. Yeah, uh, I. Um, oh, sorry. <clears throat> I have not played that much, so it, like. I, I, I pay attention to new figures when they get released, but I may m- pay much less attention to new maps. So when I was trying to figure out what maps to play for this event, I just kind of picked vague, random archetypes of maps. So outdoor blocking, indoor blocking, and outdoor with not much blocking. So I picked <laughs> Latverian Village and Sentinel Factory, and then when I won map, I picked only Latverian Village. If I had one map against Paul, I would have picked Krakoa, but I did not, so that was not relevant. Yeah. And then... see What? I'll just read my own. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you have it open, go ahead. I, I do, just figured yeah. that I, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, so I played Cypher, 35-point uh, common, Maggot, because I am kind of required to, two Dark Phoenixes, because it's the best figure in Modern, Cyclops Sentinel, because it's a good X-Men leadership that doesn't require playing the really bad figure, Rare Magneto, from the new uh, X-Men set, and Prime Bishop, and the star of the show, which... Uh, was fine, I guess. We'll talk more about how it worked later. Uh, Rare Vulcan at 75 points. And then my sideboard was a selection of drum alerts as normal. All right, you want me yeah, to go? Uh, what? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So uh, I played a mystical plus nine theme. My maps were very much part of my strategy. Um, Hedge Mage, uh, WWE Arena, and Ancient Hold. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the Mysticals that hold I had... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Arena? I'm very confusion. 
WWE Arena? Yeah, he's wondering why. Yeah, the map that has no blocking? For the Tri-Sentinel team. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. For uh, for the rare occasions where um, they uh, I outrange them, but um, uh, they do just as much... Uh, re- they, they are helped just as much by blocking as... Uh, as or more so than I am. When you're playing the Mystical Mirror match, where they also have two Tri-Sentinels, but most of the rest of their team is Wendigos? Or like a Barclay, or like a um, Cyclops Sentinel plus a Tri-Sentinel, or something like that. Because I can make I can make blocking on my own from a longer range yeah. than a lot of those teams can. It has come up once in my in my games. Not, not during this tournament, but in another one. I not a commonly picked map, but a nice no. one to have around, and it's not like you need a third heavy blocking map. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the one time I used this was in another tournament where they had a, um, it was the, the robots team, so it had a Tri-Sentinel, a um, Cyclops Sentinel, and a Magneto with an Exospecs. And it also was also used so I could blow up the Exospecs turn one. So yeah, it, it, it's, not, it's not something that comes up that often, but I don't know what else to do for a third map. <laughs> I mean, if you're Devin, you just pick something at random, right? So right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. It, it was mostly it was mostly hedge maze and occasionally ancient hold. Um, yeah. Map selection when I'm not playing tri sentinels is not my strong point. <laughs> I know what map to play when I'm playing strong <laughs> tri sentinels, and other than that, I pick reasonable looking maps. Yep. Um. That's been a thing since before I started playing. To be honest, it's <laughs> tri sentinels on the hedge maze. Um, so I played two Tri-Sentinels, three Billy Badsons, uh, Venom Doctor Strange for, and I think, I think the, the Tri-Sentinels and the Billy Badsons, those, those explain themselves pretty much. Everyone knows what, why those are good. Um, Venom Doctor Strange, uh, has leadership, TK, Perplex, uh, and is able to do a bunch of little things like able to shoot out of adjacency, which came out big time actually. Um, and prob, can, I think you meant prob, right? Not perplex. Oh, I said perplex. Yeah, he has prob. And he pushes to outwit. And I love outwit that either you can push to or push away from. Because it's it's amazing when it comes up. Um, but if you're against like an all-cosmic team that has all-power cosmic, you don't want that at all. You want something else. So I really like figures that, that can either push to it or from it. That's why I like Molecule Man. That's why I like a lot of things. Um Doppelganger, that's the big prime. That was my big heavy hitter. Um, in case they they like uh, come up to me, you know, and let, the, the Tri-Sentinels are forcing them to react. And then when they come up, Doppelganger can easily take a lot of points. Uh, Richter, who is great. He, he, he splashes damage for, for the Wendigos. He creates barriers for the Tri-Sentinels. And he can be his own. He can be a basically a main attacker on Ancient Hold. Um, and then one Wendigo. And that's the plus 19. Plus a bunch of sideline. That is not more than... That's uh, not all the Wendigos in the world. That's intriguing. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I like only having one or two. That's fair. Yeah. It's very fair. They're not... Uh, yeah, you don't want to play a team of all of them. It's not mandatory, but yeah, I guess <laughs> that's how you lose to Jason with Spectre Ring. <laughs> oh boy! 
Uh, but yeah, I guess we can talk about the actual games that happened. Because I think you played games, right? That happened? We definitely played games. We played two games against each other, actually. Yep. So some of this will be a repeat. <laughs> Those went very well for Devon, from what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I did not win math. And, uh, yeah. The second one went, I think, about as well as it's possible for a game in which I did not win map to go, and and I did not win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I recall the second one was a lot closer. A lot yeah. closer. The first one I just had I think no that's... plan. The second one I had a plan which worked to a point and then fell apart. <laughs> yeah, I think you said that it literally went about as good as it could have at the time. Which, uh, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, literally like the first three turns of it. Like, all of my attacks hit and none of Paul's attacks hit, and I still didn't win the game. So that gives you an idea of how bad that matchup is if I don't win the map. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty hilarious. Um, uh, so, so do you want me to start? Sure, I yeah, can go. go. Um, so the, first, the first one was one of the few times I actually did use Ancient Hold, and that's because it was against a Batman team. Um, so it was a Batman-Spider-Man family team uh, with, like... Uh, did it have Barclay on it? I feel like it had Barclay on it. Batman, just... Spider-Man with Mar- from martial artist or from police? Uh, martial artist, Spider-Ham, all right. Pretty sure of that. Let me let me double check. I got it right here. Um, this was Brad's team. Uh, so he had Mr. Oz, Batman, Gambit, Spider-Ham, the Adam, Leonard de Venom, and then the Waldo Arms. So no, it did not have Barclay. I don't know why I said that. Um, so yeah, it it, it was. Uh, um, uh, I I knew that Mr. Oz. Um, it, it looked like he would have trouble equipping his Waldo arms and and his uh, um, just his setup in general on Ancient Hold. Um, so that's one of the things I look for for when I'm deciding if I'm going to play Ancient Hold. But also the big thing was. Um, I don't want to leave my tri sentinels out there for a for a Batman by uh, making it outdoor. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that that game was pretty much uh pretty much won by Richter single handedly. He uh he he killed uh he killed Oz and and damaged Batman like turn two, um and damaged some more of the some of his other characters. I don't remember which one. I think it was Leonardo da Venom. Um, because Richter, what he does is he, uh, he can quake anything that's adjacent to blocking and basically on ancient hold, everything's adjacent to blocking. Um, so he spent his first few turns, uh, quipping and destroying blocking terrain, but it wasn't enough to, uh, to stop all the attacks. Um, and then he was at a, he was at a disadvantage from there and just, it was, it was an uphill battle battle from there for him. Um, yeah, yeah that's not a good map for him in the first place. And yeah, it's it's bunch of your team die immediately means uh, means you're you're down on points and you have to make things up. And he tried to make something happen by uh, doing his his sort of alpha strike, and then and it just yeah uh, fell apart. Uh, second game was against you. Um, yes, this one was uh, close. <laughs> Uh, I won map again. Uh, took it to uh, um, uh, Hedgemaids. Um, I sent out the 
uh, sent out the Tri-Sentinel, the Billy Batson, and the Doppelganger to like a little, just creeping up to the to the point where I could do something. Uh, you killed my Billy Batson. Yeah, your... I looked at it. Was like, oh, his Tri-Sentinel can walk across the rest of the map on turn two, so my Dark Phoenixes are dead anyway. So I might as yeah. well punch a Billy Batson and see what happens. So I shot it with a Cyclops Sentinel, and then he retaliated, and I died. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's... The accurate summary of that game. <laughs> I killed a Tri-Sentinel and a Wendigo eventually, but... Oh, yeah, my team gives up points, for sure. <laughs> like, there's a bunch of things that it, it, you can kill Tri-Sentinels pretty easily, you can kill Wendigos pretty easily, or Billy Batsons. Like, it's not hard to, to score points off my team. But you also uh, wiped me on, like, turn four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then... The third game was against Patrick Frazier. Pretty sure of that, yeah. Um, I also won map again. He, he was unthemed, so it was pretty much automatic. Um, uh, again, I took it took took him to Hedge Maze. He moved up his team to that um, to the area where it where there is no blocking. The the one area on the map where there, there isn't a blocking, um, which is cool. Like that's what that's what a uh, um, you know that's that's what doppelganger is there for, and and the other people on my team to uh, um, you know get value out of it when people move up like that. Um, I didn't hit everything, um, but I I hit enough. Um, but that was a very back and forth game because he he almost came back into it because his team could could punch pretty hard uh, as well. <laughs> so um, I punched him pretty hard. He punched me pretty hard. There was a, probably about four three or four lead changes during that game. And uh, it actually came down to the last action where, um, and this is one of the cool little things that, um, that uh, Venom Dr. Strange likes uh, can do. And, and why I like him is because he had based him with, uh, he had based Venom Dr. Strange with spider hammer. Eye. And spider hammer, Eye just locks you up into combat and has um, um, close combat reflexes. Um, but Doc, Venom Doctor Strange can shoot out of adjacency, so he he got the the finishing last shot on him uh, because he was able to to get around the the close the combat reflexes. Um, so yeah, that that came to literally the last action. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty pretty intense. Um, and then the last game I had during Swiss was against Nate. Uh, he had his Fantastic Four team. Um, that was pretty awesome. Uh, uh, he did the same strategy of moving up halfway. Um, I did my perplex up, uh, um, doppelganger a bunch of times and send him in, out there. Um, I hit him pretty hard. He, he then had the rare, uh, human torch that was able to pulse wave and one shot my doppelganger. Yeah, that piece was shockingly good. I played against him as well. And... I had not seen that. I, I I don't even think I had read that piece. And then <laughs> as soon as he did that and one shot my doppelganger, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's uh, what but that does. Re- but then I had a retail with Tri-Sentinel plus the, um, the the barrier that Richter can, can create. So that was like a bunch of damage right there. Uh, and and it, it got me back to, I think I wiped him. I think it was a full wipe. But um, yeah, I was really impressed by that that human torch, which, yeah. 
And that was it for Swiss. Undefeated in Swiss. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, we actually That's ended up playing the same players. Yeah, right? Not not this time. I was not well prepared enough to possibly go undefeated in Swiss. Um, it was some stuff, stiff competition, too, there, man. I, I will tell you. <laughs> yeah, there, there were, were a lot of really good, good players, players in this event. All right, why don't I do my Swiss, and then we can do the uh, top cut. That does absolutely make sense. That was, uh, yeah. All right, so my first round uh, was against George Masu, who was playing um, a really interesting team with Franklin Von Doom and um, Harry Leland. So Harry Leland is a piece that when he came out, we all looked at him and went, nah, <laughs> this piece is not actually good enough to play. But it turns out that when every person is playing Dark Phoenix, that piece is actually pretty good. Um, so... Uh, it was that, and then he had a bunch of barrier from some Marvellas, and then a uh, Gardener, which works well with the Marvellas, because they also have Empower, so you can just carry him up and then have him make free attacks uh, for four damage. Um, although the Gardener didn't end up with Nightbringer in our game, I think he just didn't have time to get it onto Gardener. But... Uh, Basically, that game was I used Running Shot with a Tri-Sentinel to uh, deal some damage to Franklin. He moved up, he killed Cypher, and then was in a position where I couldn't retaliate because Harry Leland prevented it. And I couldn't actually get to Harry Leland to make an attack because Harry Leland had stealth without having just like nine attack because Harry gives minus two attack and minus two damage to characters that have moved so i was like okay well there's nothing i can do except for try to hit nines so i tried to hit nines and i and i rolled 11s <laughs> and then i killed Harry leland and then i retaliated and killed most of the rest of his team and then i won the game <laughs> yeah it was um it was pretty bs he he couldn't hit like anything like his attack where he killed cypher he needed like a six to hit much better things than cypher but rolled a five and only hit cypher and killed him like just Nothing quite went his way in that game, and I just uh, hit 11s when I needed 9s. So <laughs> worked out for me. Didn't didn't work out so well for him. <laughs> One funny thing about that game was that uh, my team actually has no additional game elements. So Gardener was actually on click 1 <laughs> instead of click 0, which is not common. I've played a lot of Gardener. I've actually never played him on click 1. I don't even... I could not have told you before this game what he looked like on click 1. <laughs> Yeah. A lot different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not, go down steeply. He is not as good on click one as he is on click zero. Um, yeah, George was not super happy with that game, which was fair because, uh, again, I hit everything I attempted to do and he hit basically nothing. One attack. Uh, but that was just the beginning of Cyclops Sentinel absolutely impressing me. Um, so my team <laughs> did a couple of things. Uh it just like makes a lot of attacks. It's just generically good figures, and then it has Dark Phoenix, which is one of the better retaliators. It's the best retaliator. Like Tri Sentinel is very good as well, but Dark Phoenix is uh, insane. Um, and one of the things it does best is that Cyclops Sentinel has like very very far reach for being a figure that can't be TK'd. So you move him two at the start of the turn because almost everybody has a character with X Men or Brotherhood of Units keyword, and then you running shot another five. And then you have eight range. And I also had a perplex in case I needed an extra. So if I was like four squares out of my starting area, then I could shoot to their starting area on like turn two, <laughs> which was uh, 
not something that a lot of people expected out of it. And the other nice thing about Cyclops Sentinel is that Dark Phoenixes are also colossal and fly. So you can running shot forwards with Cyclops Sentinel, move Dark Phoenix up behind it, and then sidestep back carrying the Cyclops Sentinel. So even though Cyclops Sentinel is pretty easy to kill, you just don't have to leave it far enough out that it's very easy for people to kill it, especially since you have a bishop to make sure that they have to be quite close to do so. Um, so that's what I did to shoot Franklin on my like second turn in that game, was just carry the Cyclops Sentinel back with a Dark Phoenix. And it becomes very, very hard to actually attack me back. Vulcan was fine in that game, but uh, like he hit nines when he needed to hit nines. <laughs> but like my other pieces probably could have done that too. It's just uh, it happened to be Vulcan that I attempted it with. Didn't do anything particularly impressive. Um, Vulcan is a weird piece because it's four clicks long with a reducer that isn't invincible. So if you psychic blast him for four, then he dies. But also he gets every time you hit him, he gets a token that heals him back a click at the end of your next turn. It also gives a minus one defense, but it's not particularly relevant. And that basically means that if you have a bunch of figures that have like three damage and no penetrating damage, then it's very, very hard to kill Vulcan because you hit him three times, you put him to his last click. At the end of my turn, he heals back up to his top click. <laughs> so you really have to one-shot him or you don't kill him, which came up a couple times, surprisingly. I really expected everybody to just one-shot him, but it didn't really work out that way. Anyway, yeah, so I won that one. Um, George just couldn't really hit anything, and I could hit absolutely everything. And then I faced Paul, and I lost map, and you've heard that how that went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then game number three was against Nate, uh, the same Fantastic Four team. Um, against me, he had the Invisible Woman who gives stealth to the entire team. Uh, I took him to Latvarian Village because that was the map that I had that uh, had the least hindering, so he just had to stand in this, like, two by two square of hindering near its starting area. And um, I threw a Vulcan across the map. Uh, Vulcan hit, which was nice. He, I gave him 12 attacks, so he was a 12 and four. And Nate's numbers were like fine, but not high enough that that was likely to miss. I got a couple of probs in range from Dark Phoenixes as well. Um, so I did that. And then he did the Human Torch Pulse Wave thing to one-shot Vulcan. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what that does. Well, I expected Vulcan to die, so it didn't matter that much um, to my team. Vulcan really is partially a very good attacker because he makes two attacks at 12 and 4 or 11 and 5, depending on where I put my Cypher Perplex. And partially he's Retaliator Bait because really what I want to do is retaliate with Dark Phoenix. And you can't ignore a Vulcan. <laughs> like, if you let the Vulcan do its hypersonic make two attacks a second time, you probably aren't winning that game. So... Nate did have to kill him and did kill him. And then I got to retaliate with Dark Phoenix and I needed a seven to hit his invisible woman. And he had a bunch of theme probs against it. And I had a bunch of theme probs for it. And I missed in the end and just killed like a leech and his uh, Adolf impossible instead, which actually healed his invisible one up. And basically what that meant was that his entire team still had stealth and my Cyclops Sentinel still couldn't do anything. So uh, I just kind of had to sit around and wait and, I eventually killed the Invisible Woman and his Franklin Richards, but uh, the combo of um, Human Torch carrying the uh, Earth X thing for 19 defend around just meant that I couldn't actually hit effectively enough to finish him off and did not win that game. It was close. If I'd hit that retaliation with the seven, then Invisible Woman was dead and Cyclops Sentinel gets into the game much earlier, which I think helps a lot for me. Um, 
So I probably have a reasonable chance of winning that game, but that that isn't what happened. So Nate took that one. I like that Fantastic Four team a lot, actually. Um, that it has had issues in the past with actually being able to deal damage to things, and that Human Torch seems like it fixes those a little bit. So, and Franklin Richards is just a really good piece. Especially That's after cool. new rules, when yes. new power giving new power cosmic to your entire team is uh, very good. <laughs> well, not just that, but you can also start using like um, ranged combat expertise with pulse wave or or all kinds of different powers. Like, yeah, it's true. You know, exploit weakness on different things. Yeah, when you get to pick two power, three powers. Yeah, three powers three a turn. Powers. You can create some really crazy power combos with the new thing. You can do running shot, energy explosion, psychic blast. He's like a eight dollar piece. Like that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, he takes damage when he picks powers, but like he's nine clicks long and he's like a quarter of your build, <laughs> and that's fine. Right. I think that's acceptable. He seems underplayed to me. He's very good. Uh, Absolutely. I think we'll see a lot of him going forward. Yeah. I'm not sure what the rest of the build should be. Uh, I do think the 19 defend off thing actually ended up working out really well. So. That probably ends up part of it. Um, you probably want the new She-Hulk on the sideline. I don't remember whether Nate actually had that on his sideline or not. I can check. He has the build posted here. Let's see. I mean, he could have been wrong. That's that's fine. No, he it's did allowed. not for this tournament have that on his sideline. Um, but I think it should probably be on your sideline, the legacy card She-Hulk, because then you just like cannot lose to Vulture. Seems worth a sideline slot to me. Um, he had the Wolverine the Super Wolverine, which is obviously a very good piece. Franklin Von Doom, I, I don't actually know when you would bring Franklin Von Doom in. It could matter uh, if there's like a, a terrain marker matchup somehow. Sure, just Never like know. a super defensive matchup where you want to like bury yourself into a corner. Well, he can also or get rid of their terrain. Yeah, right. like if they have a molecule man, maybe he needs to. Right, like you can what? Cause he phases, he phases eleven, and then has nine range. He has full map swing, and then you can get rid of an important barrier, and then he just has prob. Yeah, like it's, it's not a very aggressive prob team outwit, right? Place, so, uh, I think it's prob, but then outwit he has to be in a, a train marker of some sort. Oh, Nate actually does have an influence ring. I didn't realize. He didn't yeah, because Franklin, that makes sense. So, yeah, so he can knock Franklin Von Doom into walls a couple times to get him to his good attacking clicks. So, yeah, I can see it. That's a good point. And then Black Leopard, who's just a very good piece, obviously. Thing and Black Leopard have, like, pretty overlapping roles in just, like, the piece that you put on your team to defend your other pieces from dying. <laughs> but Black so Leopard is quite what? good on offense. Oh, Thing and Leopard, yeah. yeah. Leopard. yeah. That makes sense. Leopard setting people's stats works quite well on offense as well as on defense. It's just a good piece, but uh, yeah, obviously thing is the one that's on the main force because <laughs> then you get the pogs. Um, yeah, so that game was really close. Uh, Nate's team was really good, but if I had managed to kill an invisible woman quickly enough that I could actually shoot anything, <laughs> it might have gone a little better for me. Um, and then Wait, so hold on. So I just realized if you have She-Hulk... You can you have She-Hulk. Maybe you win map. Maybe you don't against Batman or your Springer Rhythm. Then Prime Batman looks just silly. Yeah, Prime Batman already probably isn't all that good against Fantastic Four, and she makes him look very bad. I I can't. Fantastic Four healing was actually shockingly relevant in in my game against Nate. I didn't yeah. expect it 
be as good as it was, but I ended up killing like four things and it just like brought his Franklin up from like click five back to click one. And that's like one of the only ways you can heal Franklin. So yeah, that was that right. was like that was pretty yeah. relevant. Yeah, you can like pick Mastermind and Mastermind to a ten point psychic, and then you also get to heal. Yep. It also like did random things like uh remove the uh um uh Wendigo tokens. The wounded tokens. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's bad against uh, Marquis of Death, I guess. But other than that, it's it's just a pretty big positive. Sorry, just for bad me. against who? Uh, Marquis of Death is that the is that the right name? Who? Marquis of Death. You get the Death. joke anytime you want. By the way. Uh, yeah. No, I. Yeah. Well. I don't know if Marquis of Death is probably good specifically against Fantastic Four. But uh, there's no way to bring him in from the sideline or anything, so it doesn't really work. Um, yeah, and the other thing was, I guess, the it's interesting to discuss like new figures from the new set that were on teams. So uh, Nate was playing Adolf Impossible, um, who did not actually look particularly impressive in our game because Nate rolled a five and then never really made attacks, so it wasn't relevant to replace anything because he couldn't really make me miss with it. Um, but uh, I mean, it's I've been testing with him on different teams. I've been testing him with uh, him and Q basically to hopefully get the um, to mind control Gene Gray with the mind gem and then hopefully keep it going. And he's he's fine. The fact that he's tiny also helps a lot. You can just carry him or whatever. Yeah. And uh, for well, 20, also, nice replacement for 25 points is just really good. So. Yeah, and then you know if if you have uh, if you're playing Franco as well, and then he gets willpower, you know, then he's more efficient. And I don't know, twenty five point character with pulse wave, yeah, is just you know that's that's just a thing. So yeah, again, didn't come up in Nate and I's game, but like it's very good. <coughs> Other than that, he played he was playing Leech. I'm not really sure why, honestly. Maybe it's just like a thing that is a reasonable number of like he just had twenty points left over, and there's nothing else that costs twenty points that you would possibly want to put on a main force. I mean, I would rather just play, like, Valeria Von Doom and hope that you roll the leadership. But that's not 20 points, right? I don't care. It's still, like, bad. I don't know. And then he also had Nathaniel Richards, which he did not keep in against me. Uh, I think that's what he swapped for Adolf Impossible against me. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Uh, Did he play Nathaniel against you, Paul? I can't remember. No, no, I don't believe he did. I don't know what matchup that's for, but uh, like it could matter nice. if you wanted to, like, I don't know, uh, you could give, like, Precision Strike against, like, Dark Phoenixes, because, what, Franklin Von Doom has nine range two targets, so you could, you yeah, know, that's true. ping, I don't know. I mean, you can also just pick Precision Strike. No, 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 Von, Von Doom. Doom. Oh, Von Doom, right, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's generally good. Obviously, yeah. I don't think he's gonna be good in every single matchup ever, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yep. Leech seems to me like just the figure that costs twenty points, and that's how many points you had left over. So he's on the team. <laughs> <sighs> like he's definitely better than any other exactly twenty point option. Uh, actually possible. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Still feels like too much, but I don't know. 
You, you, I, I assume you usually take him out. That's fair. Also, yeah, it, it's also just good to have low point uh, characters to have utility for, uh, you know, like making point totals work for swapping out. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That can matter. Lets you have a lot of different options for who you're bringing in if you have yeah. a lot of characters of small points to do exact point values to swap. Yeah, that's, it's kind of funny. That's almost, like, the best thing in the set. Like, just having, like, what, you have 10, 15, 20, 25 point options. Like, yep, right. a lot of the time I was using Silk before just for that reason, but now you have just a lot of options, so. Right, because before, yeah. a lot of times, sometimes people were, were losing out on 15 points worth of their build in, in the difference between the, the swaps. And that's a lot of points to just lose out on. Yeah, even if it's even if it's made up of just like a fifteen point sidekick that you can just keep in, Correct. all it really does is theme prob occasionally and heal you when it dies. That's way better than not having fifteen points. Fifteen points is a Wendigo in today's economy, man. That's a Marbella. <laughs> that's a big deal. Yep. Yeah, and then my last round of Swiss uh, was it, which I definitely needed to win to make the cut <laughs> the next day um, was against Jeremy Walters, who's playing Onslaught Two Ensign Crushers, um, which is the twenty-five point perplex that can re-roll rollouts next to it. Um, and leadership, for what it's worth. Yeah, rollouts and leadership, any single D6 basically. Um, that's part of the standard power. Uh, and then one of the chase dooms, uh, he ended up on Valeria against me. I don't remember what was in at this at first. Oh, no, I do. It was Prisoner, because uh, he rolled like a one on the make you skip your turn thing. Um, and then was there anything else on the team? Does that sound like a full team? Let me see Approximately. Yeah, I think that was about it. The team's probably posted somewhere here. There it is. Uh, oh, right, Q. That was what I was missing. Uh, yeah, so Prime Q. And then uh, the Stones of Merlin, which he equipped to his Valeria Doom. Uh, and I keep the trains running, I guess, for Onslaught Mind Control. Um, and basically, the story of that game was I shot a bunch of ensigns with a, a Cyclops Sentinel. And then uh, he missed every roller. So, and, and I did what I... Uh, envisioned doing with Maggot and got to place a, a, a meanie next to Q and poison him to death. <laughs> I'll kill you. That's what makes hey, Q dude. such a hard play. Yeah. I love him, but man, you gotta... Yeah. When you're I facing think he might be a bit better now that you have... And, uh, Prime, and the Black Widow and Maggot, uh, there, there are a lot of ways to just kill that guy. I think Molecumine could help not even like to box him around with barrier, but just to have more access to barrier. I think that can matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interestingly, speaking of Molecule Man, I don't think I saw a Molecule Man this tournament. I did. Wow. Yeah. Somebody played him. Oh yeah, PJ did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't actually end up watching any people of play We should him? talk about PJ's build specifically because it was really. Yeah, unique. we definitely will. It's definitely unique. Yeah. After, but we might as well finish. Yeah. Through. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. PJ did play him. All right. So yeah. So uh, I finished that day two two, which was fine. Uh, both players that I lost to were very good, and I wasn't too unhappy about it, especially because I had play tested my team once. Um, <laughs> and other than that, basically haven't played in the last six months. Um, and then Maddie, that was the other one who played Molecule Man. Who did Maddie? Oh yeah. Maddie. I did. 
I didn't see his team because he only played one game. Oh, yeah, you mean Maddie played one game. We should talk about afterwards because that's amusing. Um, yeah, so I ended the day 2-2 and had enough points that I was facing the, the middle of the pack cut player. So basically the way they did it was uh, Maddie G won the tournament last year, which was at that point a, an in-person physical tournament. So got invited back to this year's tournament and got to skip out on the Swiss rounds. So when they cut, they wanted to make sure that... Um, they cut to an amount where it came out to a reasonable number with him. And they also decided to reward the top four seeds by allowing them to have basically a buy on the next day. So they cut to top 12, <laughs> top 11 effectively, and then added Maddie in for 12. Um, so then those of us who were not the top four seeds had to play around and then play somebody who was in the top four seeds after that in the top eight. Uh, so I ended up facing Patrick Frazier, who was also in the middle of the pack. And whoever won from that had to say Paul, <laughs> right? Patrick <laughs> Frazier and I in the middle of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a night off. Uh, we got to look at each other's teams. So there was definitely some planning going on, I assume, on both of our sides. Um, Paul does not have a first round to talk about in the top cut. So <laughs> I'll just go over my first round. Um so Patrick was playing a team that was very similar to one that I considered playing, which is uh, Maggot, Micron, and stuff, Alpha Strike. Um, so he was playing Spider Hammerai, Micron, the Atom, Maggot, a Mary Jane, because that's just a good piece, Duke Thomas, because that piece is really, really good on Alpha Strike teams, two Marvellas, because Marvella, she has Empower, and Barrier. Sure. <laughs> and uh, a Magneto because he needed a TK. Uh, by a Magneto, I mean one of the two by twos from XDPS. Very, very, very good figure. Uh, and it, he actually had a really clever way of making it across the map as quickly as possible, which was um, despite not having a taxi, he had Spider Hammer Eye, who he made, um, who he. Underworld. Uh, yeah, used Underworld. Right, that's the piece I missed, the suited henchman. Yeah. which was actually a very important part of his team because yes. he wildcarded Underworld with Spider Hammer Eye, and then he used Adam to make one of the figures he was carrying, Tiny. Um, and then he just got to carry two figures all the way across the map and then also bring Adam and... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're so, so cheating is effective, is what we're, or not knowing the rules is effective? It's a higher point figure that shares keywords with both of the figures it's carrying. Well, right. Well, I don't know what the tiny has to do with anything. Sorry, though. he used the atom to make tiny. He used the atom to make micron tiny so that he could make micron colossal afterwards. That's okay, because it sounded like you were saying he carried and then also tiny carried, no. which is not a thing Sorry. anymore. Okay, yeah, no, that's he's why carrying Barvella and Maggot, both of whom he shares a keyword with, so you can yeah. uh, underwrite. Right, and then yeah, you can make and micron tiny and then make him colossal. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, sorry, I explained that poorly. Uh, so basically, Spider Hammer Eye has 12 movement, which is, like, really good. And yeah. is uh, only 20 points more than, like, the best pure taxi that you can play, which is uh, probably Waldo. Um, so spending that extra 20 points for a much, much better figure in Spider Hammer Eye, who can make his own attack after running across the map, is definitely worth it. I really liked the team. Uh, but unfortunately, the reason that I didn't play that style of team is that I thought that it folded really hard against Dark Phoenixes, and everybody was playing Dark Phoenixes, including me. Um, so we started the game. Uh, he picked the X-Men team ability for Spider Hammer Eye, and uh, he 
I had to move my Cyclops Sentinel up a bit. I kind of missed having the having access to a spin ring on my team because spin ring plus Cyclops Sentinel means that you can just go like halfway across the map in one turn. But uh, I didn't have so unfortunately his reach by carrying this camera I was a little longer than my potential reach with. Yeah. Uh, with my Cyclops Sentinel. I was hoping that I'd just get to shoot a Spider Hammer Eye with Cyclops Sentinel and just win the game on the spot, basically. But uh, he did not sit back and let that happen. <laughs> his reach was actually longer than mine, uh, which was a, a very good plan on his part. He definitely should not have just sat back and let it happen. So he ran across the map. He killed uh, one of my Dark Phoenixes and my Cyclops Sentinel, and he attacked my Maggot, uh, needing, a, I believe, a six to just kill him but he didn't hit because I had a lot of probs against it and he didn't have any probs for. So I just like theme probed it four times <laughs> until he missed. Um, and then I retaliated with Dark Phoenix and attack and hypersonic with Vulcan and killed uh, Spider Hammer Eye and his maggot on and his Mary Jane by punching with Bishop on my turn two. And then and also healed it, healed my um Dark Phoenix up because he'd moved his paparazzis forward and I got to retaliate on them. So I just healed. For oh, like... Yeah. Uh, and I missed the, and I missed Micron to kill him immediately. Uh, I needed like a seven and missed it. Um, and then on his turn, he got to punch my Dark Phoenix, but didn't quite kill it because he missed too many times. And then I just like killed the rest of his team on the next turn because uh, Dark yeah, Phoenix uh... were very, very good against that style of team, unfortunately. Yeah, I've tried to build with that, and it just feels like, okay, I move up, I make a couple attacks, now what? There are a lot of very good matchups for it, and unfortunately, nobody's playing them, because they're all playing Dark Phoenixes instead. Uh, if your opponent's hmm. only playing Dark Phoenix, you can kill that pretty easily, but as soon as they're playing two, it's really hard to finish them before they kill you. <laughs> yeah, Dark Phoenix is okay, I guess. It's a pretty good piece. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's funny also, to, uh, it's weird, Devin, you talked about the weird tournament structure. It's kind of weird they had a tournament structure where you won your first game of single elimination, but then that was it. I'm joking, because you lost yes, again. I got it. Yeah, so then, okay. uh, unfortunately, uh, they put Paul and I on the same part of the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to play around two, and I was like, all right, so if I win map, I have a reasonable chance. If I lose map, I can't do what I did last time. I have to actually have some sort of plan. So Paul does basically the exact same thing as last time, right? Nope. Just like Slightly different. Slightly I, different. I put Billy next to Doppelganger this time. That was a That was a mistake on my part. Yeah, you actually did that both times. <laughs> really? I could have yeah, sworn. Yeah, but really it was... right in front of Doppelganger both times, and I got to d double token Doppelganger both times. Yeah. Oh no, no, the you didn't token him the last. The, That's the... true. I didn't token him the first time. That's a good yeah. point. I did token him the second time. The yeah. first time I dealt one penetrating, and then realized it was better to just double token him so he couldn't do anything on your second turn. So the second time I actually did that. <laughs> yep. Um, and that was huge. Yeah. Yeah, so basically I realized I couldn't, so I can't just sit back, which I figured out the first time. Uh, Paul just had a setup where if I sat back, he kills both of my Dark Phoenixes very easily on his turn too. Like, he has a bunch of perplexes in a spin ring, but he doesn't even need them. <laughs> he can just kill my Dark Phoenixes anyway. Um, just by, like, walking with a, with a Tri-Sentinel. <laughs> right. So I have to go kill a Tri-Sentinel. 
I can't kill both Tri-Sentinels because he won map, so he went first. So his second Tri-Sentinel has first turn immunity. I don't really have a way to get into his starting area to kill it even if it doesn't, but it does, so it's actually impossible. Um, so I decided that what I had to do was both Dark Phoenixes carried, carrying Cypher and Maggot forward into the little side fountain area on Hedge Maze, um, so that one Dark Phoenix at least wasn't next to a wall. <laughs> and then I had to create Eni or Mini, I don't remember which one I made, and then perplex up its attack, and then just have like four probs on needing what? How many times did you perplex up your Tri-Sentinel's defense? Uh, probably all the times. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I needed a nine or something, but I had yeah. four probs, so it was doable. So I did hit, and I killed that, which was great. I only used like two probs, worked out well for me. And then I was like, okay, well, I killed that, and you're going to be able to retaliate anyway, so I might as well do something else. So then I hit the Billy and double token doppelganger because... Doppelganger not being double tokened is a great way to lose your entire team on turn two. Um, and then Paul had a turn. <laughs> you can yeah, right. So I was able to take both both Trisent or both uh, Dark Phoenixes on the. Uh, it wasn't on the retaliation. It was on the retaliation plus the walkover. So the Trisentinel was able to take out both the Dark Phoenixes. And Despite we're... missing its retaliation, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I but, yeah, like, I think two I perplexes completely... into its attack and then rolled a four. <laughs> yeah. This is like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> um, but because Richter had set up, Richter had created a barrier that allowed both the both the Dark Phoenixes to be killed. Um, I actually forget what happened. I, I forget what happened after that. You just like moved back and positioned a bit. You couldn't really make attacks because it was double tokened. Yeah. And then I got to go and I killed your other Tri-Sentinel because I can't leave those alive. And right. then I basically had to clear and then you actually got to uh, Doppelganger. But I think my Doppelganger was kind of a whiff, wasn't it? But your Doppelganger was a whiff because yeah. I rolled two sixes in a row. On oh, right, right, because he has Precision Strike, but you had Super Senses. So yeah. You, yeah, you got the sixes and six and I was like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> Yeah, so, so we're done turn, like, two, and nothing Paul has attempted that required dice has functioned, and everything that I've attempted that have, that's required dice has functioned. I'm like, okay, this is going well, this is going well. Um, and so I poison his uh, Venom Strange to click two, because it was up there so that it could prob the doppelganger attack if it needed to, mm -hmm. and then I made, like, three attacks against it to try to kill it, and you rolled shape change every time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> So, and then Doppelganger's defenses are good enough that I didn't actually hit him either. So I spent that turn doing basically nothing. And then from there, it just went very downhill. You just like killed Maggot and other stuff. And I never actually managed to hit things and died. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, close. Was game but, uh, yeah, it was a wild game. Everything went as well as possible for me on the first two turns. And then it, Paul's team was just good enough that it didn't matter. And that little side fountain, that is where I spent so much of the tournament. Because <laughs> people move up to that side fountain. Everybody they... has to go there, because otherwise they get tri-sentinels. <laughs> right. And you're kind of moving up, like, Vulture, or, I'm sorry, Doppelganger is Vulture Light. So you're moving up into a Vulture Light, you know, team, basically. Because yep. <laughs> they got four yep. perplexes and a Doppelganger. And the Doppelganger has the, um, the reality gem, so if he... If he happens to get a 10 or above, which happens quite a bit when you get four attacks, um, he gets another attack. <laughs> yeah, that piece is good. 
and uh, yeah, so basically you have tri-sentinels that if you stand anywhere else on the map, they kill you. And then you have a doppelganger that if you stand exactly there, he kills you. Right. It's it's very much a uh, uh, not not a fun decision to have to make. It reminds me a little bit of the uh, team that Scott Crampton played at Canadian Nationals a couple years ago, which was Vulture plus, well, the year I won, the last one that happened, um, which was Vulture plus Astronomer, where it was like, okay, so you take me outdoors and you die to my astronomers and you put me inside and I get my arms. Yeah, it's, it's hedging the bets. Yeah, it's definitely hedging the bets. Um, uh, still had you a just had to remind us so. that you're going to be going two years in a row now. <laughs> just had to. Yeah, it probably doesn't count when uh, there was no tournament, but you know, I can keep saying it. Winning by default. That's the best kind of winner, man. That's great. It's two kind of now. a, it's kind of a trade-off because it makes me sad that, I mean, I'm sure we'll eventually get the 2019 champion pieces, and then that's it. Like, yeah. So for quite a while. Yeah. Because after that the world ended. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. All right. And unfortunately, and then, uh, uh, yeah. facing up against my teammate who I have now faced three times in the past two weeks and have never beat, uh, and have also never won map against, <laughs> is where my tournament ended. <laughs> so that Paul was... can go from there. Okay, sure, yeah. Um so next I played Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith. Yeah. Um who had the he had the Marquee of Death. He had, he had a cosmic team. Hold on, I have it. I have it up here somewhere. No, that's the other. Alex. I guess before you go for clarity, he had DJ Doom. But uh, I have to clarify that that's not an official ruling. But my I made the spirit of the game. <clears throat> uh, well, actually, sorry, he had written the wrong figure on the build sheet. So I I came into the tournament thinking nobody was actually playing him. Like there was a couple on the sideline. Uh-huh. But I made a spirit of the game ruling that he doesn't keep all the dice forever because they get, they get used up. So I, I don't know if that matters for your matchup, but no, no, no. We, we were playing it that way. Uh, I didn't roll dice anyways. I don't, no, he didn't even use that, that doom. He used the, so he wanted, he saw the, the map and was like, I'm going to use the one that destroys blocking and I'm just going to destroy all the blocking. Um, oh, that makes sense. The, the Lord doom, I think that is. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Lord doom. The one that I guess you don't have bystanders, but yeah, that is the one. Right, right. Um, but he ju- he just wanted someone that that walked through blocking. So you know, I take him to um, I, I take him to the to the hedge maze again. You know, I got a plus nine versus a plus uh, five, so I'm pretty pretty favored to win the map there. Um, he picks Lord Doom, and who was the other Doom he had? I think I don't know. Uh, I feel like it had Invincible or something. Um, or it might have been just been the forehand doom because that one's really good too. Right, that that is just called doom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It might it might just have been that one. Um, I honestly don't remember. Uh, he also had a bishop, a Mister Oz, and a Marquis of Death. Uh, no, maybe it was the Marquis of Death that was the, that had the invincible. That that was probably it. Um, but he started he but he started with an island and conqueror, right? I think he main forced that. Yes, and, uh, correct. Yeah. DJ Doom. Yeah, yeah. He had those those two as as his as his starting ones um so he spends a turn so even though you've got a nine speed you still aren't destroying that much blocking like not that much so so i i move up my first turn equip and do do my stuff he spends a turn destroying blocking terrain um sorry that's the doctor thing with the lord doom lord lord doom 
Okay, there are multiple of them that ignore it. Mm -hmm. Sorry, he had an alchemical fire? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Spell yeah. cheat. <laughs> huh. Yeah. What does that one do again? Sorry, don't mean to. Is that the, um, that's the prime one, right? Oh, that's the penetrating damage one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, the other ones so, aren't good. It's the good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if, if people do that start of, of I'm just going to destroy stuff so that the Cyclops Sentinels have nothing to, to blow up, I perplex up the defense of the Richter twice. So he's a 20 defense with um, five clicks long and super senses. He's not easy to kill. He just walks up and puts a, a barrier in your face. Um, and then if I, you kill him, and then if they kill him, you retaliate. And then if you kill him, retaliate. So uh, I think I might have killed his his shard token, maybe. Um, but I know I did damage to his Mister Oz, which Mister Oz is only two clicks long. So like, and, and in in other games, he 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 managed to kill my uh, um, he killed managed to kill my Richter. But in other games, it's not automatic that you kill Richter in that situation. Not every team can. And so some some hit once and on their flurry, and then it's really awkward because they're like, I didn't even kill Richter, <laughs> and now I have to deal with like the, the retaliation and the the barrier that he makes and all that. I mean, he's a 20 defense super senses. That is not uh, that's not automatic for every team. Um, and also he, you know, you so that's. That's that's my response if if people take the turn uh, destroying the blocking, um, and then uh, so the retaliation happened, which killed um, Oz and took it took one of the dooms off of you know off of their good clicks basically. So they were there. I think their values dropped pretty pretty steadily. The Lord Doom. Yeah, they they usually start at like eleven and eighteen and go to ten and seventeen pretty quick. Right. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So like, I. Oh, that's what it was. It was the charge, but don't half the speed that that um, yeah. he's now off of. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets like off an attack on. instead of an eleven, like, and a you know, he he's just. It's not quite as impressive. Um, so, I was I was more. Um, I, I'd weakened the force enough that I was able to move up and. Uh, um. Uh, what else? What else is I killed the. So he killed. He killed Richter. I killed Oz. That was the first two deaths. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember exactly, but basically, it was. It, I eventually was able to get up there with a TK and a, a doppelganger and be able to to to. Uh, it, the team had been weakened enough. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry, sorry. That's what it was. That's what that that was the really important thing about killing the Oz. That's his only TK. So now I have TK and he doesn't. Yeah. So that was that was that was what it was. It was it, that's that was the very important part. And I, I don't know if he had prob either, other than his theme probs. Yeah, it kind of makes Marquis look pretty silly as well when you can't you know do anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> are you just saying the Marquis is silly, or or or? Yeah, I'm just saying without TK, without you know any movement attack at that God, point, yeah, yeah. it's not great for Marquis. Right, he has a great range, but yeah, that's so. So that was that was that game. Um, I mean, Bishop on a cosmic team on a Lad to make it Ladvarian, it it seemed strong, it seemed pretty good. Yeah, I don't understand why he wasn't playing Dark Phoenixes. 
I mean, to be fair, I've built cosmic mm-hmm. teams without Dark Phoenixes, and then I realized I was wrong, but it, it, can, it, it can't... You are... It, you are, I guess, since uh, uh, it, it's actually, I guess, almost a rules question. You are legally allowed to not play Dark Phoenix, <laughs> as a matter so, of fact. I think it would have hurt him in this situation because Dark Phoenix is something that dies pretty easily to Tri Sentinel if you lose yeah, map. That's true. Like that is, I mean, that is a reason to play Tri Sentinel. It's not a, it's not a better piece overall. Um, but yeah, Tri Sentinel in the direct Tri Sentinel Dark Phoenix matchup, Tri Sentinel wins. <laughs> Right, right. It just it, it, if it wins map, assuming assuming sure. it wins map, like you are, you like that one penetrating damage. That's pretty good. It's it's a and and yeah, if we see a ton of of dark phoenixes, maybe maybe try sentinels some good to look at for the two months more it's around <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, there well, are a couple of pieces we... that are brought uh, up a lot by the number of dark phoenixes that we've seen. Um, we saw the which we'll talk about in a bit, but we saw that Tyler played Captain Marvel um, yep. and won the tournament, and he was the only one playing Captain Marvel. That piece is really good against Dark Phoenix. <laughs> you can potentially kill multiple of them in a turn, but guaranteed kill one. Um, and she doesn't care that much about its retaliation. Like, not nothing, but not infinite amounts. Um, and then, obviously, Tri-Sentinel gets better, and Harry Leland, uh, as George showed, gets much better when everybody is playing Dark Phoenixes. Hey, PJ played Captain Marvel. I, I count it. I count that Chewie. Chewie is a is an sure. important part of, <laughs> of playing. It's not the one damage. penetrating damage that makes her uh, especially good against Dark Phoenixes. Ah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Captain Marvel's great. I love her. She's great. Um, yeah, I like that piece a lot. Okay, so yeah, let's let's talk about the, the last one against Tyler. One of the the first time I lose map uh, on on the tournament plus six versus plus nine, but you know my team kind of kind of really likes to win map. Um, yeah, can't lose map against me either time. I have to wait until the finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that that's important because that that plus three that'll be a that'll be a big number coming up soon. Uh, when For the sure. intervals yes. changes happen, definitely shows that you can lose map with a plus three. <laughs> yeah. Mhm, mhm, absolutely. Um, and you know that might be something to think of going forward. Of can your team still win when uh, when it loses map? Um, uh, yeah, so your so, team probably does get a little worse after the rules changes. Just maybe, maybe. Um, but I, I mean, I I do like those theme props though. Those are nice because. Yeah, it that's seems a little awkward to to get the probs on it. I think our sentinels are really good theme probbers. <laughs> yep, ten range yep. colossals are are very good at theme probbing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that that see over like blocking and things like that. That's good, mm-hmm. or outdoor blocking. I mean, um, so yeah, so he's playing the Captain Marvel, uh, three Dark Phoenixes. What else did he have there? He had a he had a, a, doom, a doom as well. Dooms were all the over. Annihilating the Conqueror on main force as well to make it a Leveria theme. Yep. And yep. then. Uh, and the map bonus. And Valeria leadership. von Doom. And Valeria von Doom for that leadership perplex and possible outwit. Um, and then a Carnage symbiote. I don't remember. Oh, you know what? He didn't even equip the the Carnage symbiote on my on my game. He just ran right past it. He was just like, nope, no time for that. I know your team fast. I'm gonna I'm just gonna get right up in your face. 
Yeah, that's a very good thing to think about when you're putting equipment objects on your team is if your team doesn't require them to function, there will be games where you shouldn't equip them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost positive. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's not his normal strategy I'm, to just run up and No, he, he basically talked about it being a uh, kind of a whale team again where he just moves up and you have to deal with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, I mean, if you're talking about equipment, you also have to consider the pacing of if you lose your first turn to a prisoner, like that can matter. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> that's not an automatic thing because they, they still have to hit the dice roll on that. Yeah. So. No, but I'm just saying that, like, that is a thing that exists now and dooms are good. It's one of the better dooms to start with. So, yep. You know. Yep. Um, and yeah, Tyler, Tyler Spees is one of the is the master of retaliator abuse. Um, he will <laughs> in any particular meta, he will find whatever team abuses the best retaliator, the best and play it. Right. And I mean, um, he, he never played your server team, though. That was uh, a good <laughs> he did message me telling me it was a, it was a fun looking team, but I don't think he ever ended up playing it. We also the legal. <laughs> the the AOE retaliators do reward aggression because the fact that he was playing on my side of the map was huge when you got Dark Phoenix versus um, Tri-Sentinel. Both have these huge, huge area of effect um, retaliations. And if, you know, he's right up in my grill, that makes it way more deadly. Um, so yeah, he just runs up there as fast as he can. Um, he's so another cool trick that he had was um, the Latvian villagers have first turn immunity, and you can place them pretty much wherever you want. Um, how did he get? How did he get the mastermind on it? Oh, from the map bonus, yeah. That, so, yeah, exactly. That's what. So he can just um, he can just have one of his figures stand next to a Latvian villager who still has first turn immunity, and on on games like like this one where like. It's so fast-paced, like so much happens the first two turns. Um, one turn of, of Mastermind plus Immunity is pretty dope. That's pretty important. Um, so he just moves up, calls my bluff, and be, he's like, okay. Uh, 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 so I, I pump up the Doppelganger as much as I can. The Doppelganger actually takes out 135 points worth of figure. It, it kills the Doom. It kills two Dark Phoenixes. And it even missed an attack while doing that. So I'm like, like this, that's that's pretty dope, right? I, I'm I'm feeling feeling pretty good about that. I know he's got a, a big retaliation coming up. Um, I try to spread my force out. I do it in a bad way. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing that uh, the biggest mistake I made um, is the way that I I spread the the team out. Um, and I also like because I, I I just. I'd only lost map. I think I played this team, played this team in four, five different tournaments, uh, or versions of this team in five different tournaments. I think I've lost map three times and won two of them. It w wasn't often. Um, out of like close to thirty games, <laughs> no, less than that, including practice. Um, so I, 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 I'd totally forgotten. Um, that Richter has uh, um, mystics. So he was able to, uh, and I, I was only thinking about the retaliation range. that he could. From range. range. Yeah. Right, right, right. Only from range. Um, um, but I totally had had spaced on that because it, it never come up really. 
because I, I wasn't used to playing on my back foot. Um, uh, and I was only thinking about the doppelga- uh, doppelganger's positioning of where he can retaliate. So, so I, I was you shot to, your... So I was trying to get my doppelganger... Uh, what's that? Yeah, so he yeah. shot your Richter with Captain Marvel. Cool. <laughs> yep. He shot my ca- he shot my Richter with Captain Marvel and then retaliated. And even though I scored a hundred and thirty five points with with that <laughs> with that doppelganger, he was able to. Uh, I don't know if he took out more than that. I I don't remember exactly what he took out, but it was it was a lot. It it took out like two Billies and a Tricentinal and you know and just a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh yeah, it was it was a pretty wild game yeah, uh, that someone Mystics can come back. Is, from uh, <laughs> Mystics is kind of a liability in a format where the absolute best piece is a uh, is a retaliator. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, but I could yeah, have barriered. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah ac- absolutely. So I could have positioned differently or barriered up or all kinds of things. But like, yeah, that was just yeah, that's just something to yeah. think about. I just uh, I just played a play test game with that. With the Jean Grey team, I mind controlled her to uh, probably mind controlled her to make an attack on uh, my opponent's mm-hmm. Ghost Rider Prime, and then I mind controlled them to move into position for the best of for optimal retaliating. It was really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know who else uh, is a potential liability? Valeria Von Doom. <laughs> yeah. You, you can just intentionally place your your own guy there and then retaliate with the Dark Phoenix, and I was. I almost had that play, um, but it, it, it there was there was better plays at the time. Um, but like, yeah, that that could that could be pretty. Yeah, forcing retaliation is always a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Especially like if you're able to do it from a from a long distance away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really liked um, Nate's old Grandmaster team, where you take a power action to make your opponent punch one of your penguins. And then oh. retaliate on them with a Mangog into their starting area. I played a version of it and won a uh, Michigan regional, which was Starro plus Grandmaster. So you make them punch one of your Starro fights and then retaliate with a Surter. Yeah. So basically, I like there aren't really any there aren't any teams like that now, right? Not that I can really think no, of. No, you have to. It. There's nothing where you can do it no matter what your opponent has anymore. No, which is someone. good. Well, technically, you can still play Kobik plus something with Mystics, but nobody's done that in a long time because Kobik is now You're not going to do points that. of zero offense. <laughs> yeah, Kobik's hard to play. Pretty much impossible at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately, uh, the, the lack of ID cards means you're almost half of your build can't not be able to attack. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. It's a, is it 115 of your build? Yeah, that's if you play it with the cube, yeah. Which one fifteen for a perplexed prob, that's like uh oof. And what? And hey, you and have a mind control who can characters? move reasonably quickly. Like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, so right, uh, but Ace does it better for sixty points. <laughs> and has a barrier and like has yeah. a TK. Oh my god. And that's if they crazy. shoot her all of their retaliators die. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, Ace could make right. a Uatu, or Ace could be an interesting play now that people might be building around Uatu. Shut down those probs. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about yeah, it. Dave, that, David was mad at me because I was playing a team with like four or five probs, and he was like, "Well, I guess I'm playing Ace." I'm like, "Yeah, it's fair enough." Heck, Sage might Fast Forces Sage might even be a, a viable play 
Let's not go that far. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) If there was some way to bring her in from the sideline only against those teams, definitely. Outside of that, maybe. We'll see. Anyway, congrats on making it to the finals. If only you'd won math, you would have had uh, a very, very good shot. For reference, for the people listening, it's... When you have a plus three, it's an 85% chance to win, not including the chances of tying. So, the one time Tyler's outmatched in map roll, he still wins map roll anyway. <laughs> yeah, but he also um, saw the... He, he's, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he saw I, some I, really cool plays. I, I, I love that. I didn't, see the, the, I didn't see the Mystics play, which was dummy of me. So, like, yeah. It, it, there was things I could have improved upon. Yeah, for sure. Tyler, you just, Tyler's you got to focus on those more here. than dice rolls. You can't really focus on. You got to focus on what you can improve upon. Yeah, I mean, if you can't win when you lose map, then you probably just like won't be winning <laughs> tournaments, right? <laughs> right. That too. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> that's a that's something to consider. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler proved that uh, conclusively that three dark phoenixes is better than two. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, because enough, dark phoenix though? doesn't have indifference. She's just a secondary attacker. Like, you can play any number of them because they make attacks. If you're, like, playing too many of the old retaliators, you usually ended up with, like, okay, well, I just can't make attacks at a certain point. Yeah, didn't you have that game? You had that game with Jimmy, right? Where he was playing like, a bunch times. of retaliators. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy local to us who was playing this um, Samcat, Doc Ock, and a bunch of retaliators team. And multiple times I killed. Sam Cap, Doc Ock, and whoever he was using to taxi. It was either Tilly or Overdrive, I don't remember. Um, and, then, Tilly, yeah. and then the next turn he would retaliate, and then the next turn I'd say, okay, so the game's over. <laughs> I'm just never going to attack again because there's no reason to. But yep. that is not a worry with Dark Phoenix at all. You Although, cannot... I mean, more often than not, or not more often, more times than, than uh, was expected, I was able to retaliate with the the tri-sentinel and then attack something i think i did i do that to your cyclops sentinel i feel yep. like i did yeah, yeah in our first game you did right in our second game, you didn't only because you needed to make sure that the other dark phoenix died right 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 it was it was an option though yeah like the, there's i mean there's, it, a, lot, there's a bunch of colossals around for sure yeah or like um it wasn't against patrick but it was against another person playing micron where they turned it colossal and then, uh, then after retaliation, I punched him. They're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, you "It's said, a colossal." What are you I said you're a colossal, so I'm punching it. <laughs> He's like, "But I'm also." Oh yeah, that works. I was also just looking at Dark Phoenix again, and in addition to colossal willpower, I just realized she heals onto range combat expert, so she can just if she heals once, she can eleven four triple target. Yeah, just like yeah, she's good. It's not that it makes or breaks anything, but it's just she did not need sorry, more. Did you say eleven and four, Jay? It's twelve. Oh, sorry, twelve and four. I was looking at <laughs> yeah. You heal once, it's twelve four. If you heal twice, it's eleven four. Yeah, yeah. Triple target. Oh god, that, that is very very good. Seems good to me. So one other interesting thing to quickly talk about about like tournament reports like this is that you hear Paul and I talking a lot um, about like. When my opponent does something like this, I respond this way. And that's just a really important thing to know about your team. If you don't have sort of like things that you generally do on your first couple of turns, um, you're going to lose a lot more games because you just like have to spend a lot more processing power trying to figure out what exactly you're doing on your turn two or something and then 
you're just never not always going to make the correct decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I think that's the tournament report portion. Um, what's next, Jay? We'll see. Were we going to talk about the? Uh, We're definitely um, going to talk about some other teams. Um, yeah. There are a few interesting ones that we didn't get to talk about. Uh, I, I haven't read some of them, so let me just take a quick look. Yeah, there's Maddie G, who was playing another Annihilate and Conquer Latarian. Probably should talk about Adams, but I didn't actually oh, play. Oh, Adams, for sure. <laughs> yeah, neither of us did, uh, but we should definitely talk about it. All right. Let's Go yeah, on. let's talk about Adams. Um, where is it? I just want to wait for okay to come back on. Second. Yeah, Adams. There it is. Okay, so Adam is playing um, the Chase Apocalypse, which is like a good piece for sure. Um, Mother Cipher Bishop Dark Phoenix, the Captain Britain, uh, the rare for leadership. And the actual important part of the team, which was not banned or errated for this tournament, Psylocke. Um, this is the uncommon from House of X. Uh, a lot of people probably know what it does, but some people might not, just because everybody's assuming that it will get errated, so people haven't really been talking about it too much or building with it. Yep. Um, so what she does is when she hits with an attack, after resolution, she can mind control something. Um, close attack specifically. And... The way that that is worded, uh, mind control can be used as a close attack. So if you hit with your mind control, then after resolutions, you get to mind control. And then when you hit with that mind control, after resolutions, you get to mind control until you have mind controlled infinite times. Uh, so Psylocke is an infinite combo. Um, it's much easier when you're playing Jean Grey. They did ban the combination of Chase Jean Grey from XDPS and Psylocke because then you can start the combo in your starting area and like defend. Yeah, most people, down. most tournaments seem to be banning specifically those two together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're assuming that WizKids will errata Psylocke to not be an infinite combo because the 50 point uncommon infinite combo feels like it's unintended. Um, but you never know. Uh, so Adam was playing that, and one of the really interesting things about that team is the way that the Chase Apocalypse and Psylocke interact, which we've talked a lot about um, Krico and Revival on the show and talked about how we just don't think it's usually worth it. This is the exception, because your team functions on Psylocke existing. If Psylocke dies, then your team doesn't work. <laughs> so, And Psylocke can kill your opponent's entire team in one turn. So... If they kill your Psylocke, then it's totally worth Krakow and Revivaling. It. Even if they get an extra attack, you can hide Psylocke away in the back or something and make sure that they can only attack something that matters less, because you can put her anywhere adjacent to Apocalypse. Um, so this is the this is the really good scenario where Krakow and Revival is a really, really useful tool to have around. Basically, Adam used it to revive Psylocke or Mother if they died before he got to do his thing, because um, you really don't want your mother to die then they just like put your stuff back in your starting area and you lose two perplexes. So uh, having access to those two perplexes is really important. And um, in the first two rounds, I think Adam said that his Psylocke got to make like 70 attacks or something. Uh, yeah, he didn't make 30 attacks every game, but there were definitely games where he made like 30. Yeah. 
So that, yeah, that against, uh, he played against Brian, uh, Pacific Northwest Brian, uh, and he basically he mind control or basically was playing a bunch of uh, danger room constructs among other things. He just kept on mind controlling uh, Mr. Sinister, and then he just kept on missing those attacks. So then he just Mr. Sinister just got all his hair tokens in one turn. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he, like, faced Joe and mind-controlled and, like, killed his entire team. Like, Psylocke did a lot of really good stuff. There were also games where Psylocke didn't win the entire game for him, but uh, it was not significantly less effective than Vulture in, like, any game, which is a pretty great place to be in for a figure. Um, By the way, no Vulture. Yeah, nobody played Vulture, uh, which I think is basically just because the all of the players who were playing in this tournament are the kind of people who really like to explore new teams. <laughs> if it's not like some really, really high stakes event, and this, you know, wasn't Worlds or Nationals or anything. So people were trying no, out. No, it was the official, it was the official Chicago World Championship. The official Championship. Chicago World Championship, yeah. Yeah, um, so people just really wanted to play some new stuff from House of X and Fantastic Four and have uh, have fun, but try to build really good teams. And so nobody bothered bringing Vulture. I don't think that that says anything about the relative power level of Vulture right now. <laughs> Vulture is it's still also kind of an unestablished games. environment. And I don't know. I mean, looking at the teams, I don't know that he would have done very well necessarily. So the reason sorry. and Paul probably. <laughs> yeah. I said he would have murdered me, and probably also you, Paul. Depends on the vulture build. That's yeah. uh, that's one of the things that Ancient Hold can do is is deny objects. Um, so it, it depends on on what's TKing the the arms to vulture. Because uh, yeah. in practice, or if he I'd hits that a... second sidestep. What's that? Or, or if he, he hits, hits the second sidestep. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Or your opponent is playing DJ Doom. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Uh, um, DJ Doom can steal the Auk arms, and that's why one of the reasons why people could be hesitant to play it. Actually, not even that. Um, DJ Doom's uh, um, dice replacement also is good against a chain attack team. Like that can that can slow down the combo pretty well. Uh, yeah, getting to take the Auk arms with DJ Doom is very good. And the thing about one of the things about DJ Doom's steal is that it steals things that are already equipped as well as things that are already on the map. So even if you're playing multiple equips, like, um, I don't know what else you would play right now, Null Sword or something, um, as a backup, he can just wait for you to equip one of them and then steal it. He doesn't well, have to... Well, Null Sword's 15 points, so you can't steal it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I, I didn't remember exactly. I don't I, think, you, those, I don't think it things... would be Null Sword anyway. Maybe Waldo Arms. Right. I don't know what you would play exactly. Other sure, sure. Yeah. Something else. But that is something to consider, is like, does does something like a an all black sword, you know, does that uh, increase in value because you can't steal it away from? Yeah, that's with a good you. question. <laughs> I don't think necro sword is actually great on him because it I, I don't think it gives exploit right. No, it doesn't. No, it gives the minimum one or whatever. But yeah, no. so like it gets through rollouts, but it's just you're still gonna. No, have it's it's better on it's better on doppelganger or better on uh, um, psylocke maybe. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, there's not a ton of great objects uh, other than the arms, unfortunately. Uh, Emily used to play the old Executioner's Axe as a backup 
but uh, yeah, because that, uh, uh, that was exploit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, since you can't perplex up damage, I mean, I'm not saying it's better, but vulture vulture power gem becomes pretty scary. Yeah. So. Yeah, that will be an interesting thing to see how much worse vulture gets when you can't perplex damage anymore. Yeah, yeah I don't but, know. He, but he got some other buffs, though. Yep. So yeah, it's... there are lots of really good stuff for him, too. So it'll be interesting to see. Anyway, so Psylocke, uh, is Psylocke the new Vulture if she doesn't get errated? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. She has really good shells yeah. you can put her in. She themes with Dark Phoenix. <laughs> you can have a bunch of probs on her attacks because you can have multiple 10 range colossals that have theme prob. Like, she's a very, very good figure. Um, Adam ended up losing in the end because. Uh, Neither he nor Alex Smith could actually hit attacks, uh, and were well. It was it was going to go to a roll off, and then it basically it yeah, ended just it, after they were starting to engage. But yeah, basically. Yeah. So it went to a roll off, and Adam did not win the roll off. Uh, so maybe if he Adam doesn't have good luck in uh, in roll offs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was not exactly a failing of Psylocke because she didn't get to make an attempt to win that game yeah that was also i don't think that was a matchup where she would have been incredible anyway yeah not not super amazing not terrible but so okay that was a kirkoan revival team and there were three kirkoan revival teams which was way more than i thought i would see yeah there was also Is there, i know McConnell, joe did right? it also i don't know who's the third joe uh, mcconnell right yeah i'm assuming it was mcconnell oh yeah mcconnell Cable yeah, plus kirkoan it. revival fast forces gene gray um, that one's really interesting because the cable holograms can be Krakoan revivaled, but they don't actually give up any points other than the 10 per time you Krakoan revival them because they're worth yeah. zero points for every well, purpose. People keep asking if you can revive them, and it's like, wh why would you not be able to? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know that I actually love that particular team just because I think that Marvel Girl's pretty bad. Um, I'd rather play like Chase Apocalypse. Wait, 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 wait. He played... Why did he play Marvel Girl? Just because she's the cheapest option, I think. He, there was a bunch of other stuff he wanted to fit on the team. Isn't he, he, isn't she all. more expensive than Apocalypse? No, no she's, she's like... The, the Fast Forces Marvel oh, Girl. Oh, okay, I forgot about that one. Like, okay, she's, the, okay. she's the cheapest Krakoan revival option, so it makes sense that that's the one he picked, but uh, I think I'd... I and, and I don't know exactly how I'd build sure. the team. So uh, it's because Cable is 100 points right away, and then Bishop's... 40 points and then you want dark phoenixes and then you're and then you're you need really... a leadership <laughs> yeah. well chase apocalypse could give you that leadership can he or am i thinking uh, of the other apocalypse tech no, no he I'm, could but he has sorry. stuff ko first. sorry yeah i'm thinking of the other apocalypse i keep getting the apocalypses confused technically chase apocalypse can but only using his crystal tokens so something has to die yes, that's which is not really exactly right. what you want your leadership it's, it's super rare movement apocalypse that has leadership yeah so the the problem, so the thing about reviving those is that they don't give up too many points. The problem with it is that they're not actually that much better than any of the tokens <laughs> that you're giving out. Um, right. But if your opponent's killing them and you're reviving them and you have Dark Phoenixes to follow up with Retaliation, then you're probably getting the better end of that deal anyway. So it, it's, it's a really interesting team. Um, I haven't thought about it too carefully, but I do like the potential in that combo. And then, yeah, Joe Pangrosio was doing a very similar thing. Uh, he was also playing the Cable, but he was playing Kate as his revival piece because he was also playing uh, Maggot with the Herald Dial and launched a taxi, I assume. 
he I don't think I think he said he didn't have an actual particular reason strategically, but of course, you know, making Maggot a herald is just a fun thing to do. Yeah, the elemental converter. I guess technically you can make a cable you can make a cable clone <laughs> one, right? Like there's no reason why not. Technically. Sure. It's definitely not a three four uh, a thirty year build. Or whatever the requirements. Half of your build? Half of your build. It's very, very much not half of your build. <laughs> Wait, if you if you assign the uh, Herald dial to a cable or its clones, do you have to tell your opponent at that point that it was a clone? Oh, I guess you would. <laughs> True. So you have to reveal. <laughs> oh, I mean, that doesn't really... Eh. I mean, but nobody... It's pretty obvious generally anyway, because you're going to keep the real one back. Like, it's not, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's usually pretty... It's usually not actually yeah. a huge question. Yeah, Joe, I, Joe Joe asked me before the tournament, like, how do people deal with, like, telling their opponent whatever it is? And I'm like, this is how you do it. And they're, oh, he's like, I don't care. I'm just going to tell them anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, you can just tell your opponent at the start of the game, and it'll probably make very little difference to how the game plays out. That's not really why you're playing them. You're not playing them because you're... Right, like, especially because you also... Kate also can't revive the big one, so... Yeah. Neither can Fast Forces Gene that uh, McConnell was playing. Yeah. You would have to play... Marvel uh, Girl? Yeah, Marvel Girl. With the other or Marvel Girl at eight points. Or Emma. Big Magneto. Oh. None of which you want to play. Yeah. You don't want All to right. play 90 point Magneto. You don't want to play any of those stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting. Three was, I, I was kind of down on the mechanic. Three at a, it seemed, uh, seemed it was more than I expected. Yeah. And and I think that those are the better targets. Uh, Psylocke probably, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, both, I guess, doesn't count for much longer because I really assume they're going to errata it sometime soon, yeah. but we'll see. <laughs> um. But One the, the cable hope, sticks yeah. around for quite a while and is a great target for Grand Revival. Yeah, but does it does it get worse with the TK rules? Uh, no longer being able to destroy objects and stuff? Yeah, it's definitely worse. Because uh, that is one of its strengths. Because that's... Um, yeah. You can still move objects, but only six, so you don't score points. And right. like, it's just like sitting under your cable, so it's not impossible for them to get back. If it was still the old like range to range movement, then and they just said no destroying it, then that might be okay. But just moving at six makes it not that difficult for your opponent to get them back usually. Yeah, it seems like a big nerf, but I don't know. The it's going to be a whole new world once those worlds hit. Yeah, I'll take that trade off for not being able to destroy destructible objects that way so easily. And mm -hmm. then the other most interesting team uh, from this tournament was PJ's team. Um, he oh, yeah. played Jason Wingard and Jean Grey, and you might think that you know where this is going, but uh, it is not a classic Jason <laughs> Jean team, because um, he also played the new Uwatu from uh, the Fantastic Four set, um, and Gorilla Grodd, Ultra Humanite, Bishop, and Molecule Man. Um, and basically, the idea of this team is for, and sorry, and actually quite importantly, he played the time platform um, to equip to Jason. And the Stark Tower map bonus, because extra probs on a team where you have a Watu is great. Um, so the idea of this team was basically that in his starting area, he could make multiple mind control attacks on Gene per turn and prob them all and get up to five, I think, if every prob did it. Right, so he would have, right. so he have, would have prob from Krypton Sage, prob from a Watu makes two, 
uh, he could make Molecule Man from the title read. But I'm not seeing. I'm not yeah, seeing three, any. Yeah, three. I guess it's just up to three. I guess. Yeah, so up to yeah. three per turn. So that takes what seven turns to win. So the yeah. idea I've been building with four or is five, not but... really to win using that. It's to um, make Force it you to so move pressure up. your opponent and make it so that they have to move across the map. They can't just like stay at a distance and try to snipe one thing occasionally or something because you win on mission points eventually. PJ did not win on mission points, to be clear. Um, his most was like 13 in uh, his top eight round. I think 16 at one point. I think he Didn't said 13, but maybe it was 16. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, still, anyway, like, yeah, it like wasn't. Said, like, yeah, it was like two. It, it was makes at least your two opponent do off. stuff. Yeah, but uh, he also won a lot of games until he until his uh, semifinal. He was four and zero in Swiss, so yep. I mean, he won every Swiss game, and then he lost to Alex Kuz in the top eight. Does anybody know how that went? I do not. So he, uh, I mean, Alex just was taking it slow and not not rushing it, um, and which is how that was the most mission points that PJ got to. Yeah. He was just kind of sidestepping up, and God, it, that was the only thing that I remember was that he, he just he wasn't like panicking. <laughs> he was very good at uh, not being like, okay, you got some. Alex was playing double Chase Doom, Bishop Valeria Von Doom, and double Dark Phoenix for reference. Yeah, I would have just built with another prob, and then you you cut it from seven turns to uh, if you have four probs, it cuts it to five turns. I think is much better. It is faster. But I mean, you could still miss. Girls, like you could, sorry, you could still like, because you need to have the result be different. Like you could certainly yeah. not get it every time, but if that's your engine, I feel like three is a little slow. I mean, yeah, not that it's the engine, but you know. So, oh, it's a, I guess I should. Something I'd like to talk about is, um, so the fastest way that you can win is probably like with mission points is probably like five probs from on a Nuatu team, but um, Adam Friedman did show me that. Uh, you can win faster with Sue. So I wasn't thinking about the fact that her minus two actually um, doesn't take the water off the map. So you can just minus two multiple turns in a row. So hmm. the actual math on how many turns it takes to win with no outside assistance, you can. there are a couple things you can do for outside assistance, but with no outside assistance, like no Uatu for extra mission points or anything, it's actually you um, do plus... You plus uh five times to take you to seven and then you minus two twice because you've generated ten water at that point. Hmm. Well, sorry, what what turn is that? I lost track. Uh turn seven. So it's two turns faster than the other method. Um and then if you I mean, it's have not good, but you know No, it's still not good. And then if you have a couple of dolphin symbols or something or a Watu, you can speed that up by a couple of turns. So it it's not, you know, incredible but uh it's something to think about and in bronze it definitely could be a thing there are multiple ways to speed it up even faster yeah. in bronze and yeah. i've been arguing ways with to tyler make sure that uatu is good but it's like the team is a team like okay you might not play gorilla grab but basically this is a team already and then you just add a win condition that your opponent has to engage right. with you know if your opponent you know, if you can theoretically lock your opponent out with barrier and bishop or whatever you can just win so yeah, and he's only 30 that points. was Tyler's only but, loss this turn. I mean, he went 4-0 with, with the Watu, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> and also, <laughs> like, even right. if like he, you're not 
So I agree that Uatu isn't going to single-handedly win you the game very frequently. It's also 30 points. <laughs> yeah. It's right. 30 points like for, for a 12-movement phasing, 12-range prob that's giant, so it can carry another support piece or something. Like, it's like just a, a very good man figure. And then yeah. if they, like, he, they either have to deal him 5 penetrating to kill him, or he just gets into, like, good stats. Yeah. Like... And, and you gotta wonder, like... After damage stops being able to be perplexed up, are these long dials going to be just that much more valuable? Like, seems like yeah, it. especially with reducers on. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's a 19 yeah. invulnerability prob with 12 range. Like, he's always probing you. And then, you know, if you hit him for 5, he's 11-3, 12 range. Yeah. Or yep. just, like, it's 30 points, and then it's like he forces your opponent to do things, so... The watch right, is, any... is good, actually. Oh, I guess... So I guess the other thing where there was only, like, one of them played in the tournament and it did quite well was uh, Emperor Vulcan. Um, a guy named Aaron <laughs> uh, was playing Emperor Vulcan on main force, and he made top eight uh, before losing to the turn- winner of the tournament. So, pretty good. <laughs> um, he Wait, played... who did he lose to? He lost to Tyler. I... I... I'm not, I'm I'm not really my jokes aren't working today. It's fine. <laughs> uh, was there no Wendigos played other than me? I think you were the only one. I think I was playing the only one playing every element. No, Ken Ken had an animal team. He had one. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah, there was that, one actually. That didn't seem right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was, I like I was one on God Emperor team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even notice. Uh, I didn't notice, but also I didn't I didn't check builds for this tournament, so I wasn't like neglecting things I was supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Dan Powell played God Emperor Doom with two Marquis of Death and two Dark Phoenix. It didn't go ultra well for him. I think the the two Marquis I, I didn't watch any of his games or anything, but uh, just look and he had a reality gem, so technically had access to telekinesis. But I just right. think that two Marquis of Death probably just isn't mobile enough to. Well, it's it's also. I think one of the biggest things was his, I mean, a lot of what he does is he has a ton of range, like 10 range on Marquis, 10 range on Dark Phoenix, 9 range on God Emperor Doom. But there were nine bishops played. Yeah, that's true. The field. Yeah. Even if bishop is also get you into bishop range. So, right. So like, and also that's bishop matters a lot more when people aren't playing like vulture and there weren't no alpha teams, but I feel like when you're already on theme and you can, you know, have access to barrier because you can do molecule man who already has a library printed, but basically. Bishop isn't embarrassing. Like even if your opponent is up close, is nice, which is nice. He's just like a nice 11 and three that spawns a secondary attacker. That's 10 and three. It's fine. With yeah. I think, yeah. Right. Like Adam just moved him up and then used shard to blow up a uh, cosmic cube. Like yeah. she's just, yeah, like, you know, he can fade, like, he's not supposed to be a, like, move up, make a pog, whatever, but he can do that also. Like, I, did that, I did that against Paul in our top eight game. Yeah. Didn't do anything, yeah, but so. I did it. <laughs> yep. um, and then I guess the other person to talk about is Matty G, who only got to play one game, unfortunately. Because um, <laughs> he was playing Molecule Man, Bishop, Dark Phoenix, Mr. Oz, the Emotional Modifier, and Two Dooms. Yeah, teams. so he, I also think that he didn't understand. He had Doc, he had DG Doom on the sideline, 
and I don't, I guess, uh, unfortunately, this team didn't just know didn't what they quite were doing. understand how the uh, beginning of the game effect interact. But, uh, yes, I watched the whole game and basically uh, lose his map. Adam goes first. Adam, like, goes to pick up the mo- emotional modifier. And I don't know why Maddie thought it was, like, so pivotal to his whole strategy, but he decided to, like, try and, uh, like, get rid of shard and then bury her up so then, like, he couldn't get attacked or whatever. But then Adam just sharded to blow up with debris and then Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. And then... That wasn't literally the game, but that was basically the game. Yeah, Dark Phoenix is good. <laughs> the story of the I, tournament I could have said was Dark that Phoenix Dark Phoenix is good. good. Alright, I think we've yeah. gone over all of the we'll interesting teams lose. that we didn't face. Dark Dark Phoenix is good, and a lot of the things that I would use to counter Dark Phoenix, I didn't see played a lot. Yeah. Well, what else they, What else that being wasn't good played a lot game. did you... Uh, sure, but let's just... What else would you have played, that's, Paul? That's also a question. Um, I don't know what I Because Captain Marvel... Uh, Dangering Magneto is what I sure. like. Sure, yeah, to, absolutely. It takes out two Dark Phoenixes, it has a 12 attack, so it only has to hit a 5, um, and has a, a, an obscene range. And, can, and if you're playing... Because a lot of people are playing Bishop plus Dark Phoenix. You can TK him out and run him out, and you're not at much risk, because... You know, he takes a big commitment to kill. Yeah. So, um, and I think... I think Brian had him, right? Probably? Yeah, Brian was playing him. Um, Uh, So Bishop does make that slightly worse because your opponent is probably not going to position them in such a way that you can actually kill two of them at once. Sure. If they're paying attention. But, like, obviously it's still a great counter against it. He also shouldn't be relying on Shard either because of... uh... Lord Doom could maybe stop bystanders from happening, so... Yeah. Yep, possibly. Yeah, yeah, a few of the chase dooms do that well. That kind of thing yeah. well. Yeah, the chase dooms are just very flexible, and their silver bullet effects are good. Yeah, they all kind of look a little soft, at least defensively, but then you just, you know, they just do so many different things, you can get utility out of them. Or, they're really bad, like Prisoner of Planet Doom, but you don't care, because you don't keep them on the team so <laughs> hey tyler played that on his force twice Fair. i mean it's okay for it, but he he's a lot eh, he can be wrong but basically even if they, you know, they either have good effects or you want to main force them or both so yeah yeah, yeah i mean the all caps doom is just really good taking away an action is very strong so just if yeah. you don't the fact that if you don't need any of the other silver bullet effects, you can just fall back to like a generally great eleven and four attacker who takes away an action from your opponent's force is very, very good for their playability. Yeah. Lord Doom is just uh generally reasonable. So yeah. and Sorcerer yeah. Supreme is also quite yeah. good. Just generally full full, full uh, reach charge that goes through walls and has an exploit. I mean, yeah. Cool. I was just surprised that no one played God Emperor Doom with one of the yeah. enemy faces Doom. That seemed like the natural fit to me. That's what I played at one of the um, one of the random tournaments. Um, because it, it seems like God Emperor Doom has the perplex, the leadership, the prob, and is the main attacker. And it seems like uh, it seems like the mini faces of Doom is like a switchblade knife for for whatever its best matchup is so it was uh it was interesting that um a lot of people were very successful with two um 
two of the. the I did find that interesting as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't uh, expect that actually. I I would have expected that two of them was just a little too squishy. Right. Yeah. I. But then, if you're playing Annihilating Conqueror, you have Bishop, and there's just a lot of stuff there. That's true. Yeah. The the Latveria teams with Annihilating Conqueror looked very good. But Latveria before was fine. But here's the other thing: a lot of them weren't playing leadership on their team, and that's just and I and I, I was like, did they think that um that uh forehanded doom was going to be so big that they they didn't want it taken away from them? I was I was just really interested by that. I thought about that actually. I have built teams. I'm like, I could get leadership on here, but like, it's not yeah. great. And also, like, right, it's not like it doesn't make me not want to play leadership, but it's more like I feel like you have to be prepared to not need four actions. Yeah, because I'm stretching a little bit to get my leadership in. Doctor Venom, Doctor Strange is not the most valuable piece. Um, so he yeah, is also your TK though. He is also my TK. Yes, aside from objects. Yeah, not, yeah, it's 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 yet to consider it. Like there's certain things now, like you you know, you can't just rely on like you know Bishop exists. You can't just do Prime Batman. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's just certain considerations. Or if leadership you do, isn't like, as easy to get as it used to be. So. Yeah. No Groot to just throw on pretty much any team for 20 point insane leadership. Yep. Yeah. Like Cosmic's leadership is god emperor doom and uh Val- well valeria if you're doing the latveria yeah, equivalent right. right and then uh prezra card <laughs> Woohoo. I've, yeah I've that's a piece that a lot of people have tried to play and i've never seen I think it he's, he's just too he's many just a little too much now yeah. oh he's gonna get much worse when he can't push to perplex too Oh yeah, yeah. That was basically what you wanted That's to be doing. That's gonna make me cry. Which was also always hard because, like, how do you dedicate an action on your first two turns to pushing pressure card to leadership? The other thing is that um, doesn't count towards the the total. Isn't the same. Like he's he's thirty five points. That's not adding to your bonus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, uh, that's something I wanted to talk about. The the total bonuses um, were much lower than, um, you yeah, know. Plus 12 was running around this time. Now that there's, like, very little Spider-Man family, one Spider-Man family team, and, like, Robots and Justice League were the other two big ones, like, it feels like the total bonus went down, like, two overall. Like, it was a bunch of sixes and fives, where it used to be, like, a bunch of eights and nines. Yeah, my seven... A lot of people are high. just... Like, since we know about the initiative cap, I feel like people might just be kind of preparing to, you know, build with that yeah, in just mind. Adjusting I don't know. Yeah, to, that makes sense. It also happens that it doesn't seem like that's a big thing, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and it also, it also could be people wanting to play the new stuff, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of it is that, for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I don't Which think robots... because there's so many low-point... Uh, psychics and stuff, but they don't really do much, so... Yeah. That is the problem with those. That made a big difference, because I think we found out about that rules change before, like, all of the set, so that kind of would have been a very different story. Well, I think also, also, like, Justice League, I think it's obvious why um, people are shying away from that because it's Bishop. Um, And Robots, I think people are shying away from because... Uh, Tri Sentinels nerf, which I still don't think is that bad. <laughs> like really I still not. did very it's well. With really Tri-Sent- not. It's, it's I, really, really not. <laughs> the piece was better before, but like it's still 
absolutely insane. Yeah. It basically the pre-nerf it had like an extra like four reach on it blowing up a wall to kill a dark phoenix, which is good, but it's not required, especially when you have enough perplexes and spin rings and stuff. You can get it over there anyway, it's fine. Right. And the protection from mind control seems way more viable right now in, in this this meta. Super that relevant. Super relevant right now. It is a bunch of little things that is that's pretty cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so like yeah, it just it just seems like a plus nine is a lot more automatic than it would have been, you know, two months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's about it, cause especially because we have a lot of we have some questions about the event, so I will move on to that unless either of you have anything else. Question sounds good. Okay. Uh, Adam Cole, did you have a B team or other version of your team you were working with, as well as any team you faced that surprised you or that you'd, that you'd like to use in another tournament? Um, okay, so uh, the I other am... version... Oops, the other version that I was building with was uh, Chase Apocalypse over Vulcan. I'm glad I played the version I did. The Vulcan... Uh, hypersonic was extremely relevant in a lot of matchups where I don't necessarily think that Apocalypse would have been a good attacker. Um, so I think I'm happy with how I played it. I was going to joke that you could have played a good team, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I had a B, C, D, E, F, G team. <laughs> like I had a bunch of different... I, I played uh, different versions of this mystical several different times um sometimes even not not even with uh um doppelganger but since richter came out i've been loving the piece because uh, i think he goes really well with tri and really well with wendigo um and i've had yeah. all kinds of things on it from mojo to god emperor doom and i got teased about mojo but i think i still think he's good i think he's I he think does a lot of good. things um for for that uh specific it was um using the sidestep outside of the turn because uh, at the time people were doing a lot of sidestepping um basically it, it meant that that um when i could see that they weren't um going to be engaging i could sidestep carrying doppelganger and it was like a free tk on their turn um and anyways so yeah, God Emperor Doom was on it for once, uh, Mojo, a whole bunch of different things. And I had a different version of um, putting in the Deep Cuts um, Doom for the Venom Strange and uh, Alex Wilder for Billy Batson. Yeah, so yeah. That's fair. Uh, McConnell, what was your favorite team of the event other than yours, and what were you surprised to not see play? We more or less covered the second one. Yeah, Vulture, I think, is everybody's answer to that, but not surprised as much as things should have been. Um, uh, yeah, and, and other things like Immortal Hulk wasn't there. I guess that's not that that big of a surprise. Um, I have tried, and Devin broke my spirit thoroughly. So, <laughs> yeah, that was my one practice game with my team, and uh, I killed his Immortal Hulk on turn three. Oof, sad. Make that many attacks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what else was was absent from? Feels like a lot of things were absent. To be honest, it yeah, feels like definitely. it's just really full with Bishop, Dark Phoenix, and the chase dooms 
like people were just liking it. Like people are playing stuff that like slows you down or kind of like, you know, like, or Doom like makes you have less actions or Bishop or Barry with Molecule Man. It feels like kind of things are maybe slowing down. But at the same time, there are Alpha Strike teams and like there was Tyler's team, but. Yeah, I think Tyler's team was my favorite that wasn't mine. I, I So I dislike retaliators without ID cards. I think that ID cards were sort of a necessary part of that ecosystem, and without them, retaliators are just too good. Um, but I enjoy a good, a well-built retaliator abuse team because I think they're fun to uh, see play, even if nobody likes playing against them, and I think they're too good. Um, so that's probably my answer. I think Adam gets an honorable mention for just being the only person to realize that Psylocke wasn't actually banned. <laughs> Assume she was. Yeah, yeah he basically different. messaged me and he's like, is she banned? I'm like, well, I didn't decide in the format, but I don't think so. So um, yeah, my definition is... That's a good honorable mention there. Sorry. So another cool by, thing... About... By definition, every team uh, of the event other than mine was uh, not my team, but I, I liked PJ's team so much that I stole it and I'm trying to make it work just on theme. Okay. Um, uh, another thing I liked about uh, Captain Marvel with the Dark Phoenixes is that when Dark Phoenix retaliates, it, it so when I played something a little bit similar um, uh, for a WKO, uh, it just so happened that she was on Invincible so often when the when the Dark Phoenix retaliation happened, so Dark Phoenix could go right in the middle of her and with no worries. <laughs> it's nice. it, it just does zero damage to my figures and does you know everything to theirs um but uh my fa- the, the question was what was your favorite team that wasn't yours other than yours um so i do like the uh i, I really like the spider ham as the uh as the carrier which yeah, i think that is fun because um, all the taxis suck right now <laughs> yeah. um so i want to steal it for for like Bronze Age, um, where you can put a Alyosha Craven to make him move twice, to make him either move full up and then move him back, or move do do a double move. That just seems really cool. That does sound like fun. <laughs> I, I don't think that works with the Atom though, and obviously it can't be a Micron because they're both primes. But um, yeah, because Craven can make an animal move and and he's an animal, so that just seems really cool to me. Um, and Maggie can go with that as well. So Maggie can go with that. It could be an animal theme with with that. Um, yeah. Uh, and then and then, like I said, the rare human torch was really impressive. Yeah, that's true. That that's a piece that uh, we talked about in the set review last week, which was also after this event. So, yeah. um, that like the first time I looked at it, I was like, okay, it's a figure. Sure, moving on. And then I, I played against it, and I was like, oh, oh, this is much better than I thought on this team. <laughs> I literally did not read it until it killed my doppelganger. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, that's good. Okay. Just because that Fantastic Four team just loves staying grouped up so much, and also yeah. just, like, is very good at keeping its pieces alive. Like, the problem <laughs> with that Human Torch by itself is that it's an 18 toughness, but it also has traded unoutwittable mastermind and can get a 19 defend from the adjacent character so it just doesn't matter that much okay uh joe clux nexus pangrazio did you have to off a guy whack a guy whack off a guy uh, all of the above i think 
Um, I didn't have to. You chose to, but you didn't have to. Yeah. Um, then up a mass question that is not relevant here. Uh, I mean, for can the Saints and T builds you found anywhere? There's a Clicks Mafia Discord. Uh, Jay Sanzen, why is the word of Jay Solomon the be all end all of Heroclix rulings? Because I hate you, and because it seems like if people are running tournaments, they tend to be involving me. Because, uh, like this one, and Brad has been asking me rules questions and stuff, and uh, apparently, uh, that's just how it works out. So, yep, Jay is the uh, word of God on rules. You heard it here. Yeah, apparently, yeah, because uh, yeah. Everyone else it's, it's, it's funny because uh, it's funny because I don't want to get into it, but uh, uh, when I say a thing, it is not actually official. It's Unfortunately, actually official. we'd all love it if they could officially rule everything, but yeah, Wizkid doesn't want them. I wouldn't. Oh God. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay, that's temporary ruling. Yeah. Right, like I said, spirit of the game ruling for this tournament. Makes sense. Right. Like, even WizKids has a thing in their tournament rules, like, you know, tournament integrity. Like, you know, obviously, it would be absurd if you could play four dooms and then guarantee that you never miss and your opponent never hits. That would be a problem. So. Yeah, that would but. suck. Then, last question is Ken Small. How awesome are the hosts? Why is Chicago the best city? Uh, if you count me as a host, uh, they weren't. Uh, why is Chicago the best city? Uh, you have pretty good Heroclix players. I mean, you have Adam, you have, you know, Ken, Nate, Pat, you know. So, as far as, as far as, um, ratios of number of players to numbers that are really good, it's, uh, it's good. And I don't know how far... around there, too, right? Pardon? Maddie G's from around there, too, right? I think he's Indiana, but he's pretty close. And also, I don't know how close Aurora is, but you have... Cool people like Rob Peterson uh, in Illinois. Again, I don't know. I think like an hour maybe, but it is a uh, it's a very good area. Yeah, I've never very been out to Chicago, but it'd be fun to go to this it's... tournament, but in person at some point. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a car anymore, but an uh, eight-hour drive is a bit much. But yeah, it's, I have, it's not quick. more for me. I've not not thought yeah. about it, but yeah. Uh, the hosts uh, were that, pretty cool. That it was it was a. The hosts were pretty cool. It was, it was good. That was fun. Format of uh, pairings was a bit weird, but Nate's a bit weird, so. <laughs> I thought the top 12 with a bye for the top four was fun. It's an interesting thing. Not just because if it was cut to top eight, okay. I wouldn't have made it. Because <laughs> it would have been cut to top seven and I was eight seed. <laughs> yeah. I can, I'm contractually obligated to like Nate because he is one of the, the fringe torchbearers. Since uh, when I do build, apparently I don't build very fringy anymore. But I don't know what fringy is because the environment seems just completely yeah. up in the air. So if you're not playing Dark Phoenixes, you're fringy. <laughs> that is so depressing. Those those fringe uh, low played teams like Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, according to this article. <laughs> oh that 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 outside the box thinking, like hey, Vulture is good. Yeah, doppelganger is the is where it's at. Vulture, trash. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. I yeah. That's the conclusion we can reach. Doppelganger, finals. Vulture, not even in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, nobody played the scientist version, which would have been 
I'd like to see how that potential. I don't want to play it, but I'd like to see how it works. It's so risky. I don't want to play it either, but we can yeah. give it to Emily and see how Well, it. yeah, so the problem with it, as uh, I'm sure Paul is mentioning, is Dr. Thing. Yes, <laughs> that is a big but, problem. But also DJ Doom take, takes away the, I don't know, it's just... Sure. Well, DJ Doom doesn't, I guess, when she, yeah, it's a problem. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, Vulture is extra bad. Fine, that's a good note to end off on. Don't play Vulture. No, I'm just kidding. You can do whatever you want, but Vulture doesn't seem to be being played. Whether or not that means he's good or bad is up to somebody he's going to make. Yeah, somebody's got to gotta take a big risk and make him work. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, yeah, it, it was just a, it was just a $5 entry. So, like, it could be that people are just kind of waiting for something a little more high stakes, I guess, and, and playing their, their, the new stuff in the, it's hard to call it lower stakes with, with the, the uh, quality of players. It's like the only tournament happening. So, by definition, it's kind of the highest stakes you can get. Yeah, the whole thing. I, I don't know. It's so hard to tell what's a, what's a a prestigious event what's a like a like it's so hard to to, to gauge that because it's just kind of whoever shows up <laughs> there was a really good players that showed up to this one so i guess it was pretty pretty prestigious and pretty important <laughs> but it is fun that i get to make my favorite joke of pat not playing vulture because vulture isn't meta uh but that will really, wrap yeah. things up for us today <laughs> i would uh... It's Clearly, just a running joke we have. Yep, doppelganger is uh, just the better vulture now. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. I am the vulture now. <laughs> but there is a reason uh, to play themed vult, themed doppelganger over themed vulture, in my yeah. opinion. He also has cosmic too, right? Monster. Yeah, he's cosmic monster and mystical. Yeah, lots of good keywords there. That's yeah, a, somebody please. asked me about him like right after he got revealed. They were like, "So, would you play Doppelganger?" I'm like, "Well, if you can find a theme team that he's really good on, yes. Otherwise, don't play him on your unthemed teams because you should just be playing Vulture." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, though I I do think he's gonna he's one of the figures that I think is gonna get a boost after the new rules. Yeah, I think he he him and uh, Power Jam are gonna combine wonderfully. Sure. 12 and 4 just oh. naturally with Flurry. Not bad. 12 and 5. Oh, yeah, it's 5. I forgot. <laughs> no, no, 13. And, and you also have. No, no, 13. Yeah, 12 printed. Oh, man. Yep, yep. Yeah, 13 and 5. Just fine. Yeah. yeah that's so, okay. yeah, and then you get. And then you have 4 attacks. So you can maybe roll the 10 better. And if you want to play Q or Adolf, you can really make that happen. And then. So you have the Reality Gem pings. And then you have the Maximum Carnage trade as well. Like, that's a lot of. Yeah. It's a lot of free damage. Oof. Yeah. Uh, wait. Also, oh yeah, he can also just like if you if you posi- opponent positions badly, you can just kill two dark phoenixes or at least one of that same Right. <laughs> yeah, and precision strike. So uh, yeah. Uh, if you and, position poorly, or if uh, they, or uh, like I had, I did do that one time with the spin ring of just putting putting one dark phoenix closer to the others. Oh God! Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like you can't you can't TK opposing characters with the new rules, but spin still exists. So yeah, you can just kind of <laughs> right. This is a silly environment. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't still doesn't feel established at all. This is a good variety, pretty good variety of teams. So 
I mean, outside of what? Like, yeah. Dark Phoenix is kind of dominating, but, like... Well, there was a lot of there's bishops... Always, there's always that one game element, right? Like, there's always something. Yeah. It's uh, pretty common. Although, like... Kind of environments. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of bishops, and there was a lot of, um... Uh, um, Chase Dooms. But, I mean, neither of them made to the finals, so, I mean, like, is yeah. it, like... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could play... You can play Dark Phoenix and Bishop on X-Men. You can play Dark Phoenix and Bishop on Latveria. You can play... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. And, and neither of those seem oppressive to me. Like, they don't seem... Like, they're they're insanely good. They don't seem like... It, it seems like the, the format is um, open enough that you can find something that counters it, and you can play that instead of... Yeah, I mean, there's still one-click characters. They're, they're not easy to take out before they can do stuff, but it's not impossible. Yeah. yeah. Dark Phoenix isn't oppressive in and of herself. I mean, she is that good. Like, she's still, like, S++ tier, but it just happens that the environment works out for her. And also yeah. no ID cards, so... And she just fits on, like, everything, basically. <laughs> she's... She is she's, way too good. Like, she's don't the get closest me wrong. thing, I, I think, to oppressive. Ah... <laughs> uh, yeah, post-watchlist, that's about right. Assuming yeah. that the things that need errata are errated, like Psylocke. So right. I, I don't think anybody's under the delusion that she won't be errated. But obviously House of X errata is way behind because we still don't have anything about all the all the stupid team-up cards. But yeah, but I think that is about it. Yep. And uh, I want to thank you two for being on the show. And I want to thank our patrons because you give us money. Uh, and money can pay for goods and services, like paying for hosting fees. If you want to become a patron, the site is patreon.com slash We have a Discord, because that's obligatory. We have early access to episodes, uh, giveaways, dice and tokens I need to work on, and some other benefits, so you can do that. We also have affiliate links if you want to use Podbean for either hosting or for advertising. We have, uh, in, it'll be in the description to either get a month free for hosting or you can get $100 free ad credit. So using those links supports us. We have all the usual social media under JSA Clicks. We have a Facebook page, a Facebook group, a Twitter for the old people because Twitter is apparently for boomers. Uh, Instagram. I have to keep on, I have to remember to use the Instagram. But yeah. And I am... Um, I uh, also want to mention Devin Adams, a.k.a. Hoplet of Heroclix. He has a YouTube channel and a Patreon. He does good does good content. He does he does weird builds, although I think he's kind of slowing down a little bit, but he does good good YouTube videos and stuff. And, of course, I am contractually obligated to mention ClixNexus.com and ask if you've heard of it. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you make sure to have fun and stay safe the next time you play Heroclix, whether it's competitive or casual.